Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Six, seven, uh, maximizing feeding the metabolism. Kim is here, group manager. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you, Dina? <laughs> good. Seriously, though, what would you call your internal voice? Would, would she have a name? Would he have a name? Would they have a name? I don't know if it would even be a she. Uh, I, I'm i going to assume it's going to be a little bit on the salty side. My inner voice would be a little bit salty and uh, telling me just to do the things all the time or to listen. Come on, listen. I'm talking to you. <laughs> now. <laughs> Okay, um, this is a big week. Feed the metabolism. People have a lot of feels about it. They have a lot of questions. So let's let's dive right into it this week. You have your pulse on the group. This is why we have these chats each week. Um, what are people talking about? Where are they at? What are they concerned with? Uh, this will feed the metabolism, my favorite week, definitely of the program. But yeah. we'll talk about that later. They are talking, okay. you know, on the, the topics they're talking about this week is definitely the feeding the metabolism portion of it. You know, we've covered maximizing a few times. They kind of feel yeah. confident in knowing what they're doing there. So the splitting of the meals and snacks is what they're talking about this week. Um, yeah. Now we're getting weekends too. And I think that also feeds into mm. that first topic because people are sort of trying to figure out how am I going to make this fit into my life for those four days at the end of this week. And okay. then, you know, another one is just like the second half of the program is upon us. And there's that thought that people wondering what they can accomplish in the second half of the program. So that's a big part of the discussion this week too. So I think that's kind of timely as well. Okay, so not surprised. So let's get into the first one, feeding the metabolism. What what I'm assuming it's the actual splitting up the meals and snacks part of the week. What exactly is it that people are asking? The big question and um, that we have, and I have one example here, is I have limited break times at work for eating. Can I have my two portions 10 or 15 minutes apart? to fit them both in my break. Um, you know, that one's very specific, but people just wondering, how do I make that work when I'm only allowed a half an hour to eat total for my lunch break? So um, that's a big question. And I think it's probably the, the biggest concern for people that haven't done it before is just how can I make this fit into my day? Yeah. 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 So I think also too, um, because people are, we're always saying, do all the things, maximize your efforts. And so then if this tweak comes along and they can't feel like they can do all of it, they might feel like, ah, oh, well, how's this going to work for me? So I think the biggest takeaway here is for people to understand, it may not seem like it because with where you're at, you've been juggling so many balls, but there are so many things that you're doing on the most basic level that are going to help get and keep that scale moving. Even if you don't split up your meals and snacks, you want to ask those four questions portion wise is just enough, maximize your efforts where you can, when you can. So even if you just did the basics, you are still going to see movement on that scale. It's just the tweaks that we do each week. Like one of them is about, you know, taking it a step further with prioritizing yourself in your life, recognizing how busy you are, that you can't even do this thing for four days. Do you know what I mean? Recognize the restrictions that you're dealing with. So, you know, and, 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 and having to think about it so often it's like really bringing it the process to the forefront of your mind and making making you think about it so often which is going to set us up in the weeks to come where we're getting even more in tune with that so it becomes second nature and you don't have to think about it um i also want to let people know the goal is to have your body working harder than it has been so even one or two more times if you can split some people can split up all the meals and snacks we've literally had people split them all up um if you can only do a couple then that's you know it, it's still doing the tweak itself so I honestly do what you can and and honestly don't stress stress about it the timing you have to watch because you know you really the whole point in the timing of a half hour is to allow your body the time that it takes to start processing and digesting your foods for it to register um how much you you've eaten and the nutrient value of those foods and how they feed into your satiety hormones and how your body breaks them down and so your body will get quicker at, at breaking down your foods because it'll become more efficient in everything it does and so there's kind of like two 
tuning into that, um, which is why that half hour is kind of that, that, that sweet spot. If it's any longer than you might, like if it's an hour, you might as well just have the next snack coming down the pipeline. If it's any closer, then you might as well just be going back for seconds or, or eating your food slowly like some people do. So, so, I mean, it, I don't know if it's, it's, you don't have to split it up if you, if you don't have them. Like if you have to wait a whole hour, definitely just, you know, focus on asking those four questions. Um, if you can split it up, whether it be 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, sure. I think that's still a benefit, right? There's no, there's no black and white on this. It's about separating those two portions. Um, you know, you're going to realize after you ask the four questions on the first portion, you may not be as hungry as you thought or think you would be for that second portion. Maybe you will be, and you'll even go back for a third portion. Who knows? It's just about getting more in tune with that. And then also how separating those proteins feed into your satiety hormones. That's the big one there too. Um, is, is, so there, it, this, it's multi-purpose, the reason why we're doing this tweak. So even if you can do it a couple more times um, or eat you know, a couple more times more often than what you're used to, it's, it's still going to be effective for you. So you should still expect the scale to move even if you can't do the tweak. Did I cover all that? Did I get all that? <laughs> I, don't know. I, like, I think oh. you did. Yes, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> Why, um, before we move on to the next part, why was this feeding the metabolism your favorite week? Like why, why was that? I think it's because I felt the change and I, I feel it when it's, mm. when I'm doing it, I feel, I actually feel more hungry eating more times a day. I would say my very first round, I wasn't in tune to that. I loved the, um, I think week nine was my favorite. Cause I could eat all the cheese and peanut butter, but <laughs> for my first round, but for this, like for, after I really became in tune, I recognized that I could feel what it was doing because I was in tune. I was asking the questions I could, I noticed changes, not, not in my body and how my body sort of felt physically, but how I felt when I was eating, I feel like it really got me more in tune with my mind-body connection, the four questions and asking them because I was really assessing that second portion of the meal. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm not hungry for this or I'm ravenous for this right now. And it just kind of, it's just that finer tuning that, that mind-body connection a little bit more by breaking those meals apart. So yeah, and it's kind of you're relentlessly thinking, you're like you're all in, you're relentlessly thinking about this process for those four days. So make no mistake, you're not just thinking about the portions and splitting them up. You're, you're thinking about this whole process coming to the forefront of your mind. Did you find that because some people will find that they're extra hungry because their body's working so hard or you're not hungry at all because you're eating so often? What, what did you find? What was your experience? I feel like I was more hungry throughout the day, but by dinner time, I didn't feel like I needed anything else to eat. It was often my dinner became token bites, or as you've said before, kind of almost more. This was the week where I felt that happen where you're saying, you know, your dinner, you may not find that you're as hungry for your dinner. You've said in the past, this was the week where that hit me where I was hungry, hungry, hungry all day. And then at the end of the day, I'd look at my dinner and think like, I don't even want to eat that right now. Well, you know, again, a lot of psychology built into this too, where you take people who try to eat, who try not to eat for most of their lives, constantly on a diet, trying not to eat, trying to not eat all day. And now they have to eat and constantly think about it. You actually get when you're allowed to eat and you have to eat, it's almost like, ah, I don't, I don't want to keep, I don't want to eat anymore today. Like I'm, I'm, even if it's yummy, I've eaten enough. Like I don't want to eat. So that, I mean, that's part of that built into that. Are you finding the opposite? Like, are you finding people who are nervous about actually eating more? Are you, are you finding? Yeah. Yes. There's people that are nervous about eating more. I think to them, I would say you're not eating more. You're just eating more often. And it's almost to have that break. And I think one of the other reasons why I felt hungry was having that break. It gives you that time, you know, it takes you 10 or 15 minutes for sometimes for you to catch up to what your body's saying to you when you're yeah. eating. So at that point, you you're in tune with it and you know, okay, I do need a little more for sure. Whereas before when, you know, we've been downsizing or things like that, we've thought like 10, 15 minutes later, how are you feeling now? Yeah. It's like, we're taking it that much level where it's like half an hour later. Now I know how I'm feeling. And you have those people who at the beginning have said like, I eat my meals and snacks and a half an hour later, I'm hungry. Well, this is your week. You can yes. <laughs> really tune in on how much more you need at that point. So 
Yeah. And I think what you said just really is the, the main thing that people should take away this week is take that time, those four days to focus on doing this for yourself and making this a priority. Like people are coming at us with all sorts of reasons why they can't do it. And it's, you know, just give it a try and you'd be surprised at how much you can do really. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are, are still resistant on focusing on themselves and taking the time that they need in order to do this and it, make no mistake. All of these are kind of mini practices into keeping your energy directed at yourself, you know, and, and, you know, really taking that time to prioritize. And even though the four questions about your foods is, is you want to ask them so often, eventually you don't have to ask them anymore. So this is all the lead up for trusting that your body knows and you will know when to eat, what to eat and how much to eat when you've lost your weight and you just want to be calm and living your life and not stressing about eating or not eating. I also find this is a great week for people whose bodies may not have connected to downsizing. Um, this is one of those weeks that really connect. Like in hindsight, you're, you loved this week, but sort of, can you take me back to how you were thinking at the beginning of the week? Like where, where were, where were your concerns? Cause I know you didn't lose for a while. Right. And were you thinking like, Oh my goodness, like, cause it was week, what week seven, where you started to lose and that scale yeah, started to move. Week seven is where the scale started. I feel like week six, I was like, okay, I'm still here. I've done this. And I don't know if that contributed to my weight moving or if it was this tweak or what all did, but I think, um, at the time I owned a business that I was working in all day long, every day. It was in food services. I had a juice bar and a cafe, little cafe. And um, so I didn't take a lot of time for my, to stop and eat because I'm the one at lunchtime, yeah. I was making everybody else's lunch and making yeah. people smoothies for their lunch and stuff like that, not making my own lunch. And to actually stop and set these timers and make myself eat. It was, I was that person who had every excuse in the book for not making this tweak work. And I think that was me. I was fighting against myself and that's why I didn't like it. It felt like a chore to me to have to do this. And, um, and that's where my, my mindset had switched, switched around by the second portion of it. Like taking care of myself is not a chore. Yes. It's, or a punishment. It's, it's not a punishment. It's not a chore. It's something I can do to honor myself and honor my own well-being. So um, like not looking at it as something that you have to do to, as you said, punish yourself. It's something like this is a way we're asking you to take four days this week, four days, you know, eight days total out of a 12 week program to really focus on it. So that might mean, um, you know, I'm one of those people I grabbed breakfast, ran out the door with my breakfast yeah. in hand and ate it in the car. Maybe you have to get up a half an hour earlier so that you can have your first half of your breakfast mm -hmm. and then finish the second half before you leave. Ooh. Maybe, you know, you get to work and you have to pop half your fruit snack in your mouth when you're walking in the parking lot to work. You know, maybe you have to have a pocket full of carrots for splitting up your afternoon snack at work, but, um, or, you know, while you're at your kid's hockey game, but make it work. And you, you know, really put that effort into making it a priority for four days. If you can't, you make yourself a priority for four days and it's going to be an uphill battle for you to get to your goals. Yeah. I love what you said about the chore too. I think sometimes people can feel like it's a chore because it's exhausting. Like it is exhausting. So like, it could be a bit of both, right? Kind of feeling like, oh, I got to do this hard to prioritize yourself. But it could also be because the thought of eating so often is actually exhausting. It's exhausting not only for you, it's exhausting for your body, which is where that feeds into that making your body work extra hard for its food. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking about this all this week. We're actually going to have an opportunity to repeat the feeding metabolism part of the tweak next week too. So do your best, pop into the group at any time and ask any questions that you have if you have access to that what's next on this get on the list i think navigating weekends which kind of i guess yeah. ties into this right people having a hard time because people always want they always are like can i switch this around can i this is a big question we get asked always with this week and i'm like if you haven't caught on to everything is for a rhyme and a reason but people are like they they don't want to do this on weekends so what what's the issue with that what why i would think your structure of your routine during the week would make it easier but what's the deal on weekends 
Yeah, I think the weekends is a lot of like celebratory meals and being out. But really, I think the issue is that people are still finding that weekends are the day are the days that they're dropping the ball on already getting all their meals and snacks in. So now the thought of having double the meals and snacks to fit in is uh, overwhelming. But you know, you look at it as an opportunity, maybe it makes it easier to have that breakfast split up, but maybe dinner is going to be harder because you have a dinner party to go to or, you know, something like that. So figure out where you can do it. Um, But yeah, I think it's the routine. It's people being out of routine and people are still, some people are still feeling a little bit challenged by their lack of routine on the weekends. So setting timers for their meals and snacks times two now is, you know, even harder for them to fit in, I would say. I'm going to take a look and I just want to just look at my calendar and like how many weekends really do we have left of this whole program? Like one, two, three, four, five weekends. Well, six, five, six, six weekends. All you got to do is keep six weekends together in its entirety. Do you know what I mean? Like weight loss is based on momentum at this point. So it's to me, I'm like, you know what? You having a few bites of bits on the weekend isn't going to stop you from reaching your goal. But again, if you keep getting on that scale on Monday and you're depressed and disappointed and, you know, with what you're seeing and how you navigated through your weekend, you have to get real with yourself and be like, okay, how is this working for me? And what is it that I'm having in the moment that I think is bringing me joy or that I want to have or need to have that I'm deciding to have in the moment and then not recognizing the, the follow through mentally what's happening and even physically how you're feeling. Like, I think that you really got to get real with yourself and be like, okay, is it, this goal is really important to me. One, I'm thinking, I don't have enough time because I know this is the next topic we're going to get into is feeling like you don't have enough time in the back end of the program. I don't have enough time. Well, then stop dicking around on the weekends when it comes to the choices that you need to make. Now, with that said, you know, if you can't, if you're in the car all day, you can't necessarily stay on top of your water. I, You know, spontaneous things happen on the weekend. You may not be able to get all your meals and snacks. But I think if you know that you are doing everything that you can do to the best of your ability, then at the end of the day, it is what it is. I'm a massive fan of the step back before the whole weekend, before you find yourself at the party in the midst of your weekend, whatever it is, make a plan for yourself. It could be uh, that one or two of those six weekends that you have left, you have weddings. Maybe your best friend's getting married and you're like, I'm going to go and eat all of the things. Maybe you have some event coming up and you're like, oh, I'm going to eat my face off. Maybe you have reservations at a restaurant you've had for months. You're finally getting in, you know, like take a look at your social eating calendar and make a plan for I'm going to indulge here. So maybe this weekend I'll be extra mindful to keep together and build on that momentum because I know going into next week, I want to feel my best for this event. And two, I know I'm going to be indulging, right? So kind of make a plan for yourself. Who's this? Weekends are usually when other diets give a cheat day. I think subconsciously weekends are spooky for that reason. Yeah, we we don't want to live a cheat life. This is why I'm not into cheat days. You want to just lose your weight in the right way that leaves you in tune. And this is part of doing weird shit for the rest of your life, having to have cheat days. There, There's no cheat days. I have whatever I want whenever I want it. Do you know what I mean? And there's also something too, when you can have it, you don't necessarily, you're not buying into the need for need for it. This is also why it's important to deal with coping mechanisms, right? Like you coping, you know, maybe you're, you know, bummed out or, you know, you're alone on the weekends or whatever that might be. And maybe you're feeding into that, whether it's a cheat or a coping mechanism or whatever it is. If, if you keep getting on that scale on Monday and you're disappointed, then that, that thing isn't working for you. You know, it's just, it's not working for you. What did I miss in that conversation? What did I miss in this weekend conversation? Uh, I would just say, you know, um, think about all the other things you're doing on the weekend that can also have that scale up. And it might not be that one meal out that you had. Like, I think maybe two things, actually. One thing would be, if you do have something that's off the plan, don't let it make you toss the whole rest of the weekend out. Enjoy that indulgence. Like you said, make that plan. Or even if it's not planned, move on from it and don't let it detour the rest of your weekend. But the other big one is, you know, this time of year, how many people are skiing and snowboarding on the weekends? Well, you know, we still got snow on the mountains. I know for me, when I go out and do something like that, I'm sore after like, there's that whole, 
you know, not thinking about all of that activity. I put, um, I have an Apple watch, so I track my activity and just running errands and stuff like that. I shoveled snow this weekend and, you know, my back, my legs, everything felt it. Like yeah. there's all of these things that we're doing that can have yeah. that up. Lack of sleep is another one. I don't yeah. sleep enough often on the weekends because yeah. we're out late doing things and then have hockey first thing in the morning or something like that. So those things all also contribute. So don't beat yourself up on a Monday and necessarily think it was that one meal that you had off that set you off. There is so many other things that could be causing that scale to go up on Monday morning, the least of which is not your scale is about to drop, especially if you felt like you did keep it together all weekend and you were proud of yourself and then the scale goes up. It's not the Mm. weekend. It's, you know, detox maybe. Yeah, well, we I've noticed in the live, especially people talking about, especially on that Monday live, like I indulge this weekend scale is still down. Wow, mind blown. Like all of the work that people are putting into the process at this point, this is what we mean by truly adding up. Your body doesn't want this fat. A little will go a long way in terms of your efforts. Honestly, this is why you don't, like you said, blow off your whole weekend because of a few bites of bits or anything like that, because you know you could potentially eat your face off and then still have the scale down on Monday. Now, would it be low, down lower on Monday if you hadn't done that? Probably. But it's really what you're doing throughout the week that is going to have that impact on the scale, not on the weekend. And to your point, things that you're doing on the weekend in combination with get, not getting sleep, staying up late, watching movies, maybe indulging a little bit more alcohol, which is dehydrating, maybe being a weekend warrior with your, you know, your skiing or your activities, having your body sore, they can all have and attribute to your weight being up. But the, the, I think people can underestimate how still focusing on the things that you can do is going to be a benefit, especially with where you're at at this point point in the process. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, second half of the program. Oh, this just hurts my heart when people start stressing about the time that we have left or they start talking about, Oh, I'm just going to give up and do the next program. Or I don't, there's not enough time for me to lose my weight. I'm just like, ah, gah, there's so much time, so much time. What specifically are people having an issue with? I would say um, people that have been consistent with the food and water, I have one of the questions is I've been consistent with the food and water this whole time and I haven't lost any weight. So I don't think I'll be able to lose what I hoped by the end of this program. And I mean, as somebody who experienced that, it obviously like you just want to reach out and give that person a hug and say, like, stick with it. The best is yet to come. Right. I do. But at the same time, I'm weary of this because we've had so many conversations that like the food and the water is the bare minimum. Yeah. Do you know? And, and I'm not, I'm not disrespecting people who ask this question, but if it was me, man, I would be like, I, I am like, you know, I feel like I'm the, I'm feeling the time crunch because the, the time crunch is deeper though, right? This is that we have those calendars. We're doing the 21 day diet. We're doing the whatever diet. We have this thing coming up. We got to lose our week up the calendars out and we're Xing out the time. We put our start date, big circle, happy face. And then how much we want to lose at the end. And then every day that goes by, we don't lose our weight. We shift it to the back end and all, do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that, that goes deeper. But to me, if you're popping into the group and you're just like, oh, my weight isn't moving. I'm doing, I'm, you know, I'm eating all the food and drinking the water. That's like end like if it was me, I'd be like, bitch, I'm like, I'm getting to bed early and I'm like, move my body. I'm getting my heart rate up. I'm watching X times a week and I'm doing this workout and I'm doing this. And I saw my doctor 10 times this week and I'm like this and I'm like that. And I'm going to the health food store and I'm taking all the supplements. I'm doing all that. I'm going to let you know all the things that I am doing so that maybe if there is something that I'm missing. And to me, that's just like, eh, I'm not buying it. If you're showing up and being like, well, the scale isn't moving. I'm, I swear I'm, I'm eating all the food and drinking the water. I'm like, that's not the conversation. Have you seen the conversation with Dr. Paul, like the two part series, right? Have you read that post? Have you done the maximizing? Have you watched the troubleshooting video? And I'll tell you something. A lot of people haven't because I can see the numbers on it. I can see the numbers on it. So and my, the other thing I'm going to say about this is it's, it's going to take the time that it's going to take, right? As much as it hurts my heart, because I really, the takeaway is I want everyone to know how it gets easier as you go, not harder. So many people are like, oh, I've lost, I, you, in my other diets that I've done, I've lost 20 pounds right away and it gets harder as I go. But yes, it's because the way you lost it. Yeah, you may have lost that 20 pounds right away, but you weren't able to go any further than that and you gain it all back. So you don't want that happening this 
time. And with this process, everything is aligning and your body's working for you and you're getting more in tune with it. Those four weeks, the end of the program, we're going to have this again when, we, when we're in the last four weeks of the program, this conversation. But people will be like, they come in the first four weeks of the program with the highest expectations. I'm going to lose all my weight. I'm going to this. I'm going to that. When you have no business, so many of you even thinking like that, you got to give your body time and, and address its needs and all of that after starving and depriving whatever for years. But the last four weeks of the program, man, this is where magic happens, where your body is changing so much. You have that momentum on the scale. Like really the last half of the program is so exciting. And I should, you should just make it your goal to be here at the end. I promise, I promise to everyone listening that the end of the program, we will make sure you're feeling confident on next steps. Like it's also that future tripping, that unknown. And so you might very well not reach your goal with this program, but you know what? You're going to get as close as fucking possible to it. And then I guarantee you, when you leave this group, you're going to be excited if you choose to go on your own or you choose to come back. That's why people are so excited about starting the program again when they've already done it. Some people six times. Do you know what I mean? Is they, they're excited because they're feeling hopeful. Because if you can follow through and finish on this, you're going to be so hopeful about following through and finishing on your goals. But I get it. I, I get it. Like, so what else am I missing with this conversation? Because I, I, um, I feel kind of personal ways about it because no, I, I just desperately like want to help people. Yeah, I feel like some of it is, um, you know, a lot of people in the past and other processes have used that um, reward on the scale to keep them motivated. And we don't have that necessarily here. Some people have seen it, but it's very much, you know, there's also that we all have the calendar. We've done the calendar in the past, I'm sure, where, well, if I lose two pounds a week by the end of this, so I guarantee you a lot of people's goal was probably 24 pounds on this diet because they thought they would lose two pounds a week for the 12 yeah. weeks or whatever. And um, looking and seeing the other diets where they do, it does decrease the amount you lose over the period to nothing. And we yeah. do the opposite. They're not, they're not seeing that. They're not trusting that that is going to happen because they haven't seen it before. So it really is a trust issue, I think. Yes. So let's, let's, we, I'm just cognizant of time. We've got to bring on our guests, which I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to introducing Shannon, but at the same time, what, what could, would you say to people? Because there are people here week six, week seven, they're maximizing, they're troubleshooting. They're doing all the things. They're just like you. They're like, I am still here, but fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like how, how is this going to work for me? What would you say to them to get them to trust or that it's worth, obviously it's worth it, you, you know, to the point you now work for the company, but what would you say to them? Like, to me, my weight loss was so far along ago. Do you know what I mean? And I think you're just, you've recently experienced this. So what would you say to the people who scale doesn't move in? They feel like they don't, or maybe they just lost a little bit. They don't have enough. They feel like they don't have enough time. Like, come on already. Like, what would you say? I would say you owe it to yourself to finish what mm. you started. And mm. this is for right now, that's this group, this, not your whole journey necessarily, but this group. And yeah, you've just, I mean, how many times in the past, so many people I think of, you know, I, our guest that's coming on, she's, yeah. you know, done everything and spent her whole life. Like you owe it to yourself to finish what you started so that you don't have to spend the rest of your life trying to lose weight. And I think that's, you know, that's all really, what else can you say? They, people have to find the motivation in themselves, but they, they're worth it and they, they should do that for themselves. Yeah. And, and just so people know, we have mad respect for people who are struggling and, you know, this is why I spent so much time on this topic. You know, most people are going through just fine. We could ignore all of that and pretend like it doesn't exist and be rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. But, you know, I think there's so much to be learned in these conversations um, and just such mad respect for people who are still here, uh, especially if, you are struggling. So my advice, I'm going to ask for your advice in a second. My advice for people is to be as, um, when I mean all in with the rest of this program, I don't mean like maximize and doing all things. I do mean that, but reach out, ask for help. 
be investigative, be proactive, write out the things that you're doing. Ask the team, is there anything I'm missing? What more can I do? What resources are there? Like, like if you haven't, if you haven't watched the troubleshooting video, not just read over the maximizing checklist, but watch the video. If you haven't listened to that two-part series with Dr. Paul, if you haven't even considered adding in any supplements yet, you're having a hard time. It, you know, could be that you, that's what you're looking for is those supplements. They were for a rhyme and a reason. Again, we don't make money off of those supplements. Have you, um, you know what I mean? Like, are you doing all of the things like in terms of like trying to figure it out and, and, and use us, you know, we're, we're here to help you try to figure that out. So that's my advice. What's your advice for people for this week before we go? This week, uh, quick tips would be split what you can. Don't stress about what you can't, mm -hmm. you know, even okay. doing it to a couple of meals and obviously you're going to get more, the more benefit, the more you do it, but there's not no benefit to only doing one. You're going to still get a benefit out of it. Um, push yourself to do it. It's only four days. Get up that half an hour early. Um, you know, use, and then also my last one would be use this tweak because it runs over the weekend to dial in your weekends. If you feel like you're one of those people that's falling off after the weekends, use this tweak where it's very purposeful on the weekend to dial into that. Woo! That's a good one. That's a good one. As always, uh, Kim, thank you. Love our conversations. Uh, until next time, I'm going to now introduce our next guest. I'm looking forward to this conversation. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Literally done all of the diets, all of the diets. And we mean all of the diets, all of the diets. Um, let's meet uh, Shannon Riddell. Shit, did I get that right, Riddell? Shannon Riddell, is that right? Yeah, it's right? good. I answered anything. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yes. Hi. How are you? I am so flipping excited. Power was going off this morning. I was having a hairy fit and I'm thinking, oh my God, not today. But anyways, it's all worked out. Well, you welcome to my life, but there's always some sort of glitch or power outage or something going on. It's really running an online platform has really caused me to embrace going with the flow and shit happens sometimes. Right, embrace <laughs> <For> you <sure>. suck. <laughs> okay, so you're down 41.5 pounds. You are literally a couple pounds away from your goal. You have done all of the diets, literally bariatric surgery. You have, I mean, all of them. I don't know where to start with this conversation because I just think it's so exciting. At age 65, you have finally, you know, gotten to a place where you're able to lose your weight in a healthy way and in a way that worked for you after literally trying all of these things. Where should we start? Have you, did you always have a weight issue? What was your relationship with food when you were younger? Should we, the day, let's start from the day you were born. Like, where should we start oh with this conversation? God. You know what? You don't have a long enough program, but we will start where food was an issue. And okay. I remember our house burnt down when I was really little and there were seven of us kids and we had to get dispersed all over the place. And the only thing that I remember as a child was the food. I remember mm. going home from school really young and my grandfather, who had us at the time, would make us macaroni and tomato soup and a grilled cheese. Favorite day of the week, Wednesday, bar none. And pasta. On pasta night, I don't remember any other meal other than those two things. And then growing up, I, would, I was really sick. I was in the hospital every year with asthma and my dad would bring me a tomato and lettuce sandwich. Again, bread, pasta, carbs. 
And all of those times, and from the time I was young, and I had to look after my brothers because I had no mother at the time, and uh, I had to learn to cook. Here's the money, get the groceries, you are now the housekeeper and mother. So I learned how to cook and the cheapest food that was pasta was stews, things like that. I learned how to bake and I'm a foodie, like I love food in any shape or form. And so it started about 15. I really, if I could go back there and I was only 125 pounds and I thought I was heavy because I was an athlete. I was in gymnastics, sports, captain of the volleyball, the track and field. It didn't matter what it was, anything sports related I was in. And I worked like a guy because I, I had only brothers. So I was busy, you know, hauling cement, duroid, roofing, you name it, I did it. And so I went on a fast because my sister-in-law at the time, she weighed like 80 pounds. And I thought, what's wrong with me? There was nothing wrong with me. But in my head, I started with a fast was the first thing. And then my sister, who was seven years older than me, she was like, had a 20 pounds to lose because of baby weight. And she wanted to go on the grapefruit, egg and bacon diet. So that was my first real experience with the diet. But I have to show you this because this is from 1986 to 2014 is how many times I've joined Weight Watchers. Oh my goodness. Like I'm not, I've got, wow. I kept everything. And here is the little book that you track all your junk in. Yeah. And all my points I had to count and all of that stuff. And then my, my Jenny Craig, 800 bucks for what, 12 weeks? Like this is just crap, needless to say. So right from the young, young, young. You young. know, when I when I think about you, when I was reading over your story, a couple of takeaways. Um, the epitome of association. We talk about food and your associations tied into it. Do you know what I mean? Like you have fond memories of, you know, maybe of a traumatic situation, right? Mm -hmm. Like your house burning down and then you're comforted by, by food and looking forward to that. And then also then taking on that caregiver role with food. So that one of the things I was thinking of was like a perfect example of associations when mm -hmm. it comes to food. And then obviously to dieting as you, as you move forward. The other was you are persistent AF. Here you are 65. How many years later done all those diets? It's not for lack of trying and effort how many times would you say you lost the weight and then gained it all back and can you kind of articulate that that feeling and then how do you know for sure this is going to be different okay well the first time the lost the biggest amount of weight is when i had the bariatric bypass because some stupid woman said oh this would be a great idea if they tie off 20 feet of your intestines and attach it to your stomach but i was yeah. so young and naive i had no freaking clue and that's when I really started losing, but I didn't lose from the bariatric. Of course, you got diarrhea for three years, you're going to lose weight, nothing can stay in you. So I thought yeah. I have to start eating. So I thought, okay, I'll go join a program. And I lost 120 pounds. I got down to 109, friggin ripped. I'm telling you, I was in that gym three, four times a week. And I that feeling, I will never forget it as long as I live. I had my brand new pair of Santana jeans on, my high spike heels, the 1980s, the hair was all there. Like I freaking was rocking it. And that felt amazing. So I remember that feeling. And then as I started to travel and get busier, and I was traveling all over the world, I got sick because I couldn't go in airplanes. I couldn't drink water. I couldn't have anything. And I went to the doctors because I wasn't feeling well. He says, you're going to go into renal failure if you don't have this reversed. But he said, people would rather die than have this surgery reversed. I said, I don't yeah. give a crap. I need to do something because yeah. I've got my children still. So I had it reversed in the weight, 60 pounds. My mother died 60 pounds on, little bit lost, tried another diet, little bit off, gained that. Then, you know, I had a whole bunch of deaths in my family, which really are just a blur. But when I lost my sister, I don't want to get emotional because this might happen four or five times. My brother died. The second brother wanted to commit suicide because his brother died and both their wives died and their daughter. Then he died falling asleep in a car crash. And three months later, I get a phone call that my sister at 52 years has had a brain aneurysm and I have to unplug her in front of all her children and say, yeah. okay, time to go. Like freaking brutal. Gained a lot. Again. 
Like just were like, you associating at the time and all the traumas that you were experiencing? Because I, I remember people have been reading your bio and they're like, how much can a person take? And mm -hmm. were you associating that at all? Or were you like, were you just kind of, I need to lose weight to feel good? Were you actually associating like your, your coping mechanisms with food versus, you know what I mean? Like yes. how you were feeling, obviously those, did you tie them in together or is it just kind of, that's a recent revelation? No, I, now it is a recent revelation even more so. Now that's another little bit of a story when you see that's like a mind melt when that yeah. happened during the second program. But yeah. I ate because that's the only thing that I knew what to do. That's how mm -hmm. I would cope with that much stress and trauma is if I eat, I make something, I instantly, it's almost euphoric when I eat it. And then all of a sudden that stress goes away. Not for yeah. long because then I'm berating myself days later. But I've lost big chunks, 40 and 50 at a time, gained it back. And just when I get to 20, 30 pounds away, instantly sabotage. I can't even tell you. The mind just shut off. You don't deserve yeah. this for whatever reason. And I derail. Did you think you didn't deserve it? Or were you just afraid of like gaining it back again? Like, well, I was afraid of gaining it, but somehow I was punishing myself for something. I don't know what that was, mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, the only time that you have joy in your life for something is like whenever I get to a precipice, a tragedy happens. So I'm associating the mm -hmm. grief and the stress with the weight loss. Soon as I start looking after myself, something bad happens to me. And I'm going, what the hell? Am I not supposed to be doing this? Because every time I get close, some crap starts hitting the fan. Whoa. It's like I manifested it. Well, I I, to I totally get this. This is a bit of a PTSD. This mm. is a, we don't talk a lot about trauma and triggers. Uh, you know, it makes sense. You, you know, you have trauma happening. You're consoled by food. You console and show other people's by love of food. You have more trauma. You, you know what I mean? You, you find comfort in food. You know what I mean? And the thing that's bringing you joy or you, that makes you feel comfort is the thing that's working against you trying to achieve, achieve this goal. And then when you try to achieve this goal and you're actually successful and take the time that you need for yourself, so another traumatic situation happens where not only that, but I would imagine you probably have to take your kind of the person who takes care of other people mm -hmm. so immediately oh. it's more than any kind of sabotage I I'm guessing and I don't know you but I'm assuming from the conversation so far that when, when other things traumatic things happen in life you stop prioritizing yourself and you start now taking care of other people again exactly and that's usually where it is that's where the focus goes now okay yeah. I need to back yeah, off and meet for a little while and kind of take charge and make the sitting go because I'm a peacekeeper I'm the middle yeah. child like I'm the peacekeeper mm -hmm. I don't like waves. I don't like, I don't like drama, even though I like to be a very dramatic person, but I'm just way yeah. out there and, mm. and I'm not lazy. Like freak, I'll work anybody under the bloody table. Like you'd give me yeah. a task and I'm like all there. So why can't I do this? Yes. Like, that's the thing. And it, when it comes to me, if I had to help you or anybody else, like I'm right in there, I I'm a very intuitive person and I can feel people's feels. That's why I like this program so much, because I feel every single person, no matter whether they got to lose five pounds, 10 pounds, 100 pounds, the feels are the feels yeah. at any stage. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, so let's fast forward to where you're at now. You found the program. How did you hear about the program? What like oh. what? What's the story there? OK, Tracy Cornwall, I love you for that, because I know she's listening to this today. She, my husband does some yard work for her and he always is careful what he says to me. I just love that guy. And he says, you know, Tracy was telling me that, you know, she's got this weight loss program because I'm always looking for the new thing. And he says, you know, that it can really, you can really lose weight. And I'm going, yeah, whatever, blah, 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 another program because I've tried them all. And so one day I always take them donuts and cookies over there. And I went over there and I saw her. Man, she lost 50 pounds, looked like a friggin' million bucks. And yeah. now I'm interested because she's not a flighty person. She's very solid, very put together. She works hard. And for her to say that, that this was a good thing, I thought, okay, you know, you buy stuff off of people you love, trust, and think yes. that they're a good deal. That's just the way of life. So yeah. she said, well, come over for tea. I'll lend you my book. I said, I'm in there. So I went over there. She gave me your book right here my big book 
And I read it from Love cover it. to cover. I went home cover to cover. I phoned my daughter. I said, I just, you know, we should join. And Tiffany, she's probably listening to because she's at work. I said, let's just join. Okay, let's join. So I tell Tracy and we started going over everything. And it was August 31st because it was my wedding anniversary. And I said to my husband, I'm joining this, but I'm starting right now. I'm just going to, I bought a brand new scale, wait on that scale. And I started right from that moment. And I remember that feeling. And I remember like I was in it to the get go, just like, you know, when they say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And here you were because you had me at hello. First time I saw you, I thought, okay, I'm all in. She's a no BS person. She tells you how it is. And you know what? She calls you on your crap because a few times I've wanted to comment and then you call somebody out on it and they go, shit, I'm glad I didn't comment on that. And I'm thinking, because I'm very particular what I say. And I'm thinking, how does she know me? And I thought for the first time in my life, I threw out all my misconceptions of what I thought I knew because I mean, I've lost it. I've lost weight. It can be done. But yeah. how do I stay there? So I said to my daughter, I don't care how many groups we have to join. Because I was thinking about that the other day. 75 bucks, just for people who talk about $75. I can't go for dinner for 75 bucks. I can't even get a massage for 75 bucks. I can't even imagine the counseling I've got and the thousands of dollars that would have cost. Like, come on, give your head a shake. 75 bucks, that's like nothing. It yeah. is nothing. So I thought we're in and I just right from the get go, man, it was, I don't even think I went off the whole 30, 91 days. I just was all in, even if I didn't even understand it, which I didn't half of it, but I just kept reading and reading and Tiffy, she's texting me, mom, mom, did you see this? Did you see that? Oh yeah. Okay. I'll reread that. And I did. I just dove in 100%. I'm just reading a comment, uh, if the team can bring it up, about the fact you support everybody and that some one of our members here is saying, like, you you, you literally, you support so many people in the group. Oh, my gosh. And you support so many of us through your comments on your posts in the group. You've made me feel better in so many ways. I'm going to call you out right now because I want yeah. to know the difference. What is the difference between you always focusing on other people and this? Is, the, now, is there a difference that this is a community that you now feel far part of are you also in equal return getting the support that you need like what's to stop you then from focusing on other people while you're doing this journey how did you find the difference I find the difference is because everybody here is just like me in mm. some kind of way I don't hear mm. somebody say no you don't need to lose anymore be careful because you're old now your skin's going to get mm. all gamp and hanging I don't get yeah. that from anybody here so for mm. me to give of myself and 65 years of any experience I have to help yeah. anybody no matter where they are that gives me pleasure that keeps me going and never mind your moderators oh my god I I, I could list the name off Patty she cracks me up Yvonne there's there's so many I don't even want to forget any names I feel like I'm at the Academy Awards they are so amazing and I have cried many a times when people are struggling because I feel you I feel you in my heart and I have to give myself a time limit sometimes I'm on Gina four or five hours a day just yeah. reading everybody's stuff yeah. because it's all pertinent no matter where they are it's purposeful I just they give me more than I give back trust me all of you out there are just like, keep me going because I'm here. I'm here and yeah. I've done it. And it's like, what the hell? I can't even believe it. Sometimes I got to pinch myself. It's not real. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think this is a part of why I'm such a stickler for providing a really safe, positive space for people to work through their journey. Because it's there are people like you who've been through so much truly done all the things, put in the time, the energy, the money, and this means so much to you on the deepest levels to not only accomplish this goal, but do it in a healthy way and in a way that actually helps you work through those issues and associations and create new coping me mechanisms and beliefs. It's, it's a, it's a big fucking deal and it's not easy what you and our members are doing here, you know? So I love this. I, I love that. And that's what I wanted to hear is that you are getting, you are getting out what you are putting into this process. And that's honestly oh, what makes her. Um, 100%. 
Okay, so let's get back to the program. So you did your first program. What was your experience? Because this is the second one now, right? You're like yeah. halfway through the second one. So what was your experience with the first program? You you started it. What I mean, obviously you were successful. How much did you lose in your first program? I lost 30 pounds the first round. And being wow. short, I'm only four foot 11. I thought, wow, that's just like amazing. Of course, right out the gate was the biggest loss. And I keep hearing you say, oh God, you lose it. At the beginning, you're going to go in for a plateau. And I, I did have a few little ones, but nothing like the second round. But what was my big driving force is that just before I started, they almost had to put me on insulin. I couldn't get off the couch. I was so ill. I would faint. I could barely get up my stairs. I was so dizzy. So I'm off five medications. I'm off wow. all the blood pressure, the water pills. I'm off a glycoside. I'm off a Zempic. I'm off Invicana. I'm on two little pills a day now. And my doctor, oh, she's just freaking blown away. My counts are at 4.6. They were at 14 when I started. I'm just, I just can't even believe it. So that first part was about getting off medication. My driving force, because I don't, I'm sick. And quit shoving me full of pills. Yeah. Because I can't, my little body can't take anymore. Mm -hmm. And one more point I have to push before we talk about second round. Go ahead is that when you did the first Science Saturday, and this was my aha about the digestion. Now, this makes me emotional because when you started talking about the body in the third person, so Shannon is Shannon, the person who has all the issues, the feels and everything else, but there's also Shannon, the body. And that Shannon talks to me every single day. And for 65 years, she's kept me alive through 17 surgeries, through all of the trauma and all of the deaths and everything that's happened to me. And I kept thinking to myself, Shannon, one day I won't be able to do it anymore. I'm going to have to shut down. And as much as I love you, I can't protect you anymore. And that's where I was. And when I started delving into how the digestion works and all the things that you talk about that people just slough off like it's not important, you start reading that, you will take your body more seriously because it is an engine, it is a machine, it is meticulously made. And how it works for me, and my heart is beating right now because I'm treating it good. I'm drinking yeah. all my water, as you can see in my bling bottle. But I will always refer to her as her now. <laughs> so. No, I love that you you said that about the Science Saturday pose. This is what, you know, we, Kim and I were talking about this before you came on is like, you know, especially if you're struggling, like immerse yourself in it. There's there's so much hope and help here. I mean, truly, like you are in a situation not only with a community that cares, but a team of people who really want to see you succeed. That's that's our, our major goal here and all these resources for you and to get to learn about you. I think it's so interesting that the, the post on digestion really connect with you when you had your whole digestive system rewired through your bariatric surgery. Like that's just mm -hmm. like it's that appreciation. And I do have to say though, you come from a generation and I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to remember that dieting was like a thing. It was really cool to do. Like, it's not cool now. We, they've kind of gone through this body love appreciation. It's not diets aren't cool. We know they don't work type of thing, but there was a time where it was really cool to do all the diets. And mm -hmm. even when it comes to bariatric surgery, we didn't even, no one really knew, even when I started out and I started looking into how certain foods break down in your body, right? Um, how, what nutrients you get from your foods that, that information wasn't there. There, mm -hmm. It wasn't there for you to know any better. And these types of diets were like the cabbage soup and the whatever diet, like, you know, it was kind of a thing and it was kind of cool to diet back then. Like, and it was very mainstream conversation and it was very relaxed and everybody was doing it. And you know what I mean? So um, exactly. what is the one, what is the one diet that you just kind of, you just can't believe that you did? Well, I, I, well, I, having my jaws wired was what I can't believe I did. I was slubbing sloppy joes through a hole in my tooth. I did that for three months and I had a baby and I don't know how I talked to her. It's just such a blur. And I can't even believe my doctor let me do it. The dentist today said, what are these ruts in your teeth? Oh, I had my jaws wired to lose weight when I was in my twenties. He just about floored himself. But that's how desperate I was. I just wanted a quick fix. I just thought, oh, I'm telling you, my poor body. I just don't even know why I'm still here. <laughs> What's your body saying to you now? What's your body saying to you now? Hallelujah is what it's saying right now because it can't believe it. 
how, you know, what is amazing is how regenerative it is. Like my dad is 92, has dementia, doesn't know me, but he's physically strong. And thank God I have his genes because I'm a little powerhouse if in my own right. You ask my daughter, she just says, mom, really like tone it down. But I, I'm very vibrant in how I think and, and, and I won't stop. Like I will get the answers in this program. Someone asked me the other day, is this diet sustainable? And you know what? Because I'm six months into this headspace, yeah. it was like, man, I was there. Like you're thinking right now where when I was there and I'm thinking this is so much more than a diet. I can't even explain to you in a sentence because it took six months of reprogramming my brain. The food is just the, the how we do it. It's really not part of this at all. It's this, the six yeah. inches between your ears. Yes. So much. Yes. I honestly, I'm watching the time. I can't believe this time and our conversation has flown by. I, I you know, first of all, we got to revisit the conversation. I, I, I want to, I want to, I, I would assume that you're going to roll into maintenance and you're going to go there and we'll, we'll definitely continue oh, the conversation. Oh, no, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to keep joining you because I can't live without you. <laughs> but why do you think about the messy middle? Because the messy middle is real. I only yeah. had to experience once to knew that I was on the road to recovery and a girl came over who was like my psychiatrist and she got really deep and it brought up really, really deep feels. I actually was sick for three days over it, but I didn't turn to food for the first Good time in my life. I did not turn to food. And I thought, okay, I've got this. You know, I just, uh, the heaviness of that almost could bring me tears when you said that. And I'm just really thinking about that, like the messy middle for you, I would imagine was, there was some really big feels with some stuff. I, I, I It's interesting how much you've progressed in such a short period of time, but I believe, and my sense is because you're so open to it, you know, mm -hmm. you're, there's no resistance there. And what, even after everything that you've been through and all the diets and you should be so jaded, I can sense there's just no resistance with this. And I think that's why you are, have worked through so much, like having this conversation for you with you is not someone who, you know, a month and a half into a program would be able to have these kinds of conversations. Um, so you must've done some really Heavy, heavy work through that messy middle. Well, sure. I figured it's my last, this is the last quarter of my life. Like it's either crap or get off the pot. Like it's time mm -hmm. and I don't want to mess around with it. I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to do it final and forever. And I don't ever, this summer and this spring will be the first time in my life. I do not have to worry about weight ever. <laughs> Freaking hallelujah. Freaking hallelujah. I do. Yes. We have to go. I do want to get some tips from you, Shannon. What would your What would your advice, in a nutshell, what would your advice be to people who are listening right now, who you know are, are trying to make it to the edge or holding on? Who? What's your advice? My advice is to stick it out. Don't pretend you know anything. Just come in mm -hmm. here with an open mind, an open heart. Embrace every single feel you have, and it's okay. It's okay to acknowledge those feels, but don't stay there. Keep moving one step at a time, one day at a time, one snack at a time. Don't ever give up on yourself. And if you can't do it, reach out. Everybody here is willing to help you. You do not have to do this by yourself. And if you feel funked out, that's okay. It is okay yeah. to feel like crap and just wanting to give up. Just don't. Just keep going because I promise you, you will get to feel those feels. So good. What about this week? What about this week? What's your tip oh, for feeding the, the metabolism? first week of the program for me. The first time I didn't like it at all because I didn't understand it. Second time, yeah. This time I actually get it. Oh my God, split them in the second one. Yeah, you don't feel like eating it all. Take a few bites. Hello, two programs <laughs> in and I finally get it. Like, wow. My daughter was laughing at me. She's mom. Yeah. Hello. Okay. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. So be all in, ask questions. Um, please pop into the comments in the group. Um, people are just saying the nicest things. They're so grateful oh, for the time um, that you've taken to share share your experience. They absolutely clearly love and adore you. Um, Shannon, thanks so much. I appreciate this conversation. I appreciate you putting your faith into this program and this process. It's been such a joy uh, chatting with you today. No doubt. I will see you around in the group. You betcha. <laughs> Thank you all of you. Love you all. <laughs> Take care. Come on. I much do you absolutely adore her, her whole vibe, her whole energy.
honest to goodness, you guys, if you have not taken the time, if you've been listening to this, um, we actually attached her bio on the original Spill the Tea poster, her story and everything she's been through. She just, she's got every reason to be jaded about dieting and, and you know, she's gone through some tough tales. And like I said, like a perfect example of associations with foods, especially with past traumas. And, you know, I just love that she's such a big part of the community and she feels uh, more importantly that she's, she's getting out of it what she puts in because it sounds like she's very deserving of it. So listen, be all in uh, this week. I know some of you may be nervous and you don't understand the tweak. Ask as many questions as you need to be super clear on this week's tweak. Remember, you do have your whole community here for you. Plus, you have the most amazing team behind you. And of course, I'm here as well. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.